This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, your radio flagship home of the Dallas Cowboys. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network, the uh, co-host of the draft show on DallasCowboys.com. Uh, loved and respected by NFL personnel men everywhere. He's yeah. Brian Broaddus. Brian, how you doing? Doing great. And that is the voice of Bobby Belt, who is the uh, host or actually co-host of uh, the show, the morning show, the very popular morning show, Sean and RJ and Bobby, 530 to 10 on 105.3 The Fan. He is also the Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan. He is also a co-host for The Draft Show, and he is the very capable creator of the Love of the Star podcast. So, (laughs) Bobby, I am doing great. Uh, We're getting close to an NFL draft, like 30 days, I think. 30-some-odd days. Man, and, yeah, it'll be here before you know it, and those will be three very long days in the studios (laughs) there at Frisco and – but you know what? It, it's the best time of the year. It's football Christmas, and uh, I, I honestly can't wait for it. Can't wait to get some new players in here. We are going to be doing something a little bit different today. We sent out the call for questions on Twitter uh, a little bit earlier than I normally do. I normally don't remember to do it until 10 minutes before we record, so there's a limited amount of questions that come in before we start talking. Uh, I sent it out early this afternoon, and we ended up with like 80 questions. So uh, Brian and I are going to do uh, just an all-questions episode today. We're going to turn things over to you guys. This will be an all-Dean-Julia-Love-of-the-Star mailbag episode. Uh, and so we're just going to run through these. I'm going to kind of go down the list and, and just work through some of these, and Brian and I will tackle these as best we can with you guys here over the next 45 minutes or so. So, uh, Brian, any last words before we just roll into nonstop mailbag questions? No, I'm just like I'm, as we as we're speaking here right now. I'm pulling up my draft notes, and then I got to get my board uh, up and ready to go. But yeah, excited! Uh, I don't think we've ever done an episode where it's all been a 45 minutes uh, Dean Julia main uh, mailbag <laughs> uh, kind of a deal. But I'm excited about that. And again, we appreciate everybody out there every week that listens uh, to the podcast. It, it means a lot. It really. I'm just not. I'm not saying that. I I really, really do appreciate the fact that you guys have made this as popular as it is. Trust me, we notice, the people we work with notice, and we're glad to provide the content for you. So if we can answer your questions along the way, I always think that's the best show we can have. Oh, look at that, Brian, being very sweet and sentimental. All right, (laughs) here we go. Uh, First question here from Travis Ferguson. Travis says, with Brandon Cooks being a smaller receiver, would this open Dallas up to taking one of the smaller receivers? Cooks is a role model, draft, and develop. Uh, I'll just say right off the top, because I know we've talked about before some of their some of the things that McCarthy likes and doesn't like at receiver. They don't mind if you're smaller. 
But if you only play the slot, if they feel like you're smaller and cannot play outside, they don't want you. So Cooks being a guy who's 5'9 and three quarters or whatever he is, and 184 pounds or whatever he plays at, that's not something that bugs them because they feel like he can play outside. He's he's somebody who can play outside, inside. It doesn't bug them. Um, somebody who would be slot specific at the same size is somebody they would not like. Um, so, yeah, if they find somebody similar to Brandon Cooks, I mean, uh, Marvin Mims is very similar in size. He'll be at the star next Friday at Dallas Day. Um, and so I, I think they absolutely would be willing to take somebody like Brandon Cooks in terms of a build as long as they felt he could also play outside. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I think there's some teams that are really very um, traits-specific. And, you know, th- there was a long time where Mike McCarthy was in a program for a number of years with the Green Bay Packers who are very trait-specific. And mm-hmm. so all of a sudden, you know, what makes me feel – maybe a little bit different now than maybe what I felt this time last year is because they're Mike McCarthy's now the primary play caller. So is Mike McCarthy going to revert back to things that he did while he was in green Bay and, you know, Ted Thompson, the scouts, they were the ones that really at green Bay were the ones that really, you know, set the board, the drafting and all that. McCarthy, you know, he had say and stuff. I'm not going to say he didn't. Right. Green Bay just wouldn't draft first-round wide receivers. It just – like 2002 or, you know, something like that. Where Javon Walker, yeah. Yeah, where they've drafted a wide receiver in the first round. And that's – so I'm I'm totally agree with you on that. I, I think that there's – you know, this is really funny. This is one of those drafts to me that's a little bit strange just because there's more smaller guys than there are the, the bigger guys. I, I'm, you know, there's sure there's, you know, I, I know a guy, Xavier Hutchinson from Iowa State is a 6'2", 203-pound guy. But, you know, there's not as a ton of those guys in this draft. There's more. Not than, a lot. Of, not a lot of Cedric Tillman's. Yeah. Cedric Tillman's another one. I mean, you know, Zay Flowers, it's it's a five, nine guy. You mentioned Mims, Josh Downs uh, from North Carolina, five, nine. I mean, now, there's some really, really good players. Tank Dell from Houston. He's five, eight. He's 165. Bobby, I, I can't remember a draft where I've seen more shorter receivers that are guys that are towards the top of the board. And which is which is funny because all the corners are like six three in this draft. Yeah. And that's that's the thing I think that you know that that you have to keep an eye on. I I, I yeah, this I think that the fact that they've seen Brandon Cooks play at a high level at his size. I think does well for Brandon Cooks, but I don't know if it does well for the Tank Dells of the world and the Josh Downs of the world and the the Zay Flowers of the world. Yeah, see, that's where I would draw the distinction. Like when when I say that, you know, they got to feel confident that you can play outside. So the distinction there would be Marvin Mims, smaller guy who they probably think has the ability to play outside. So they would be in on him. A, a similarly small guy, even a little bit smaller than Mims, but a similarly small guy, Josh Downs, who's a good player, is not an outside player. He is a slot, and that's a guy that they would not consider. So 
it's less about the size limitations. It's it's not how they want to limit you because of your size. It's how they think you limit yourself because of your size. Right. So if a smaller receiver that limits yourself into being only in the slot, they don't want to they don't want to play with that. If they think you can go outside, Brandon Cooks, Marvin Mims, right. you know, they'll they'll be willing to do that. And so uh I think absolutely they they'd be willing to take a smaller receiver, but it has to be a guy who is able to play uh, on the outside. Next question here from Jeffrey Miller. I'm curious about the discussions leading up to Zeke's release. Did he feel he was capable of being a starting running back or wondering if they had a conversation of utilizing him as a fullback under an ideal deal uh, to remain a cowboy? I, I don't know if fullback ever came up with them. I don't think they ever got close on money and roll, though. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I, I totally agree with you on that. I, you know, the um, the word we were hearing once Jerry and Steven, they were at the senior bowl and, oh no, we want everybody back. We want, you know, we're happy to have everybody back. We're going to try and incorporate everybody. And you and I were very clear on that on our shows, you know, after that was Jerry hasn't had the conversations with the other personnel guys about, or the cap guys, what needs to be done. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. that, once they got things figured out going to the combine, that's where that's where the Ezekiel Elliott like, hey, we can't make this work. We've got to move on. That's where that all came to a head. So I honestly don't feel like that there were any conversations. And I'm sure somebody will listen to this podcast over at the, <laughs> over at the Cowboys and send me a text message and say, no, no, no. We had conversations, but, but – I, I really don't. I think they had a plan. Once Jerry, Steven, everybody got back together, those meetings before they went to the combine, I, I think that they made the determination that they were just going to move on. I, I don't think there were any other any other conversations other than thank you very much for all you've done and, and we're going to move on. Yeah, and, and I do think that Ezekiel Elliott still believes he can play at a level that the Cowboys don't. I'll tell you what Ezekiel Elliott needs – and. I think he believes this, and this will probably be the last we talk about him for a while. But I believe that Ezekiel Elliott realizes that if he plays in a system where they split the carries, it'll be far better for him, as opposed to being the guy that's getting the lion's share of the work. So Ezekiel is likely looking for an opportunity where they have somebody in place that can help him split the carries. Because Early in his career, they didn't have that ability to do that. And now that now that you know he he can find a team like that, he he saw the benefit of having Tony Pollard. Hell, he split carries last year and almost had a thousand yards. So I mean, that, I think that tells you a lot about what's going on. Next question here uh, from Money Making Mateo at I Got Soul. He says, I already asked this question to Brian earlier, but I would love to hear you both discuss it further on the pod. 
if Nolan Smith and Bijan Robinson are both this, available, this this is a this is a killer. This is a killer question. This is a. I don't killer. think it is. I don't think it is, Brian. You taking Nolan Smith? Oh, no, I'm taking Bijan. Okay. I'm not even. I'm See, thinking now, about it now. We're going to we're going to upset a lot of folks, and this is when the folks will come after you and talking about you don't know anything about team building. Uh, I love it. Come for at, me. Look at you no, know, and they will. And, and it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a, it's a really, it's a fair question. And, you know, I'm sorry, I don't know your whole Twitter handle, what you just said, but you apologize. <laughs> yeah. You apologize for asking the question. And then the answer I gave you caused 125,000 followers go nuts. And so it's a good question. And there are people that will argue they were arguing among themselves. There were people on the, the running back side of things that know this guy is clearly one of the best players. He can make a difference. I mean, everybody was lining up for the good. And then you've got the people that are saying, hey, listen, dumbass, uh, you know, if you pick that running back, you know, you're you're setting yourself back team building, the second contract and all that. My 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 only thing, I love Nolan Smith. I love him as a player. I think he's mm-hmm. I loved him before he blew up at the combine. I loved him. I'm just telling you, I'm interested to see what direction the Cowboys would go here. And would 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 Bijan Robinson be the best player on their board? Because they've shown that. They've shown that ability to take whatever the highest-rated player is on their board. And, you know, B. John Robinson would clearly help this team. Now, if you're against the, if you're against having a running back and wasting the fifth-year option on a running back and all that, I, I'm sorry I can't help you. But I, I understand why people are dug in, and I, I gave my answer. My answer was I would like to see them. I think that, I think that B. John Robinson would be the best player on their board. That's yeah. You know, we did it. We did it in the mock draft yesterday at, or you know, on Thursday with uh, the draft show. You know, I mean, if they're they're at twenty six, they're probably taking the best player on their board. And yep. if they take somebody else, then in my opinion, if they take somebody else, that's the best player on their board. You know, that's yeah. how the stack would probably fall. But yeah, I, I think that. I think they're absolutely in a position to pick the best player available. Here's where I, and, and I like Nolan Smith. <clears throat> I, I have questions about Nolan Smith as an NFL edge rusher. Like I, 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 I don't totally know. Cause look, there's no doubt. He's not completely refined as a pass rusher yet. He, I, I think he's a, I think he's a really good run defender and he has the tools to be a really good pass rusher, but he's not there yet. If you were talking about some guys that are all potentially in the same general area, let's say Nolan Smith got down to them. Brian, do you think a tiebreaker for the Cowboys saying, hey, you guys are all kind of in the same area for us here. Nolan Smith, maybe B.J. Ojolari, Will McDonald. We're talking about 6'2", 32-inch arm Nolan Smith versus... Will McDonald, who's 6'4", and yeah. uh, the, the arm length is almost 35, and B.J. Ojolari, who's 6'2", but has 34 and a quarter. Like, I just feel like 
the Cowboys, I, I don't know that Nolan Smith would necessarily be, even if it was just Bijan and Nolan, even if it took Bijan out of the equation, I don't know that there are not other edge rushers around there that they would feel like this fits more what we'd want. We feel like Nolan's a bit of a tweener. Well, I'll say this. I've seen far more games where Will McDonald, and I like Will McDonald too. I'm not trying to kill him here, uh, kill him in a way of getting him off a board. And I know that, you know, I know that Dan Quinn went and worked him out in Ames, Iowa, but there are plays where I see Will McDonald, Will McDonald not holding up at the point of attack. I mean, oh, I go, was, go, go watch, go watch Trevor Penning at Northern Iowa block him into the. Yeah, ground. I mean that's what I'm saying. I, one of my lines that I said was has to be careful when playing the run not to get washed out of place. Really hard for him to stand in there and fight blocks. The more that he can play on the move, the better for him. I said, has some bend to his game, just lacks bulk. That's kind of what I think with, you know, and then, you know, I've watched, I've watched Ojolari and, and I've talked to so many people down in uh, Baton Rouge about Ojolari. And I, I'm like, you know, I'm kind of one of those guys that like, really, really likes him. I have to be careful because his LSU ties and my love for that program. But to me, if you said Nolan Smith, Ojolari, and then McDonald, I would go Nolan Smith, I would go McDonald, and I would go Ojolari. That's how I would see it. Now, I don't know if the Cowboys would see it that way, but I know I sure would. I, I and I I like a lot of things about Nolan Smith, and he's clearly a a freakish athlete. I just I worry if if because of his size, because of the uh, you know, I think you see issues with I, I think you see issues at the point of attack with Nolan Smith at, at times too. I think you see uh, speed to power issues with with Nolan Smith. Um, I, I just wonder if his future maybe ends up being more the linebacker that Anthony Barr ended out being. See, that's the thing when you start to talk about, you watch him play linebacker or drop and all that stuff. Man, that ain't, that ain't his cup of tea. That just, ain't well, what about, what about a Devin white then a linebacker who rushes a lot? Yeah. I, I just kind of feel like though, that I'm just going to keep him at end and, and, and try and work with that, try and get him a little bit strong. Some of these guys you want to talk about, you know, me, what's the one thing I always talk about that I, that I struggle with the most? What, what do we call that when um, it's, it was, uh, we asked Will McClay the question about it though. The clappers? The biases. The, the biases yeah, you have. hate the clappers. I hate the clappers and I hate guys that lack power, you know, yeah. and I don't know. I, I just think to me the way – and I'm not getting mesmerized by Nolan Smith, but I there's things he did at the combine testing-wise that you see when he plays. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm betting on. You're listening to the Love of the Star podcast. The Love of the Star is an Odyssey podcast. You can find it on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.